Hey folks, it's Jeff Fuzzy Wenzel from the Woodshed Agency, and you are listening to a new episode of Successfully Funded. Here we go. Let's turn it up. Turn it up. Yeah! All right, crowdfunders, how is everybody doing out there in the so-so land of crowdfunding, right? Usually it's the wonderful land of crowdfunding. I don't know if it's wonderful right now, um, but we are uh, continuing on with another episode. Thank you all for tuning in. I am your host, Jeff Fuzzy Wenzel, CEO of Woodshed Agency. We specialize in crowdfunding and product launches, and we've got an amazing episode coming up today. Yeah, that's right. Another one. Yeah, we just keep popping them out, man. This is, I think, episode 175, I think. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. That's a lot. So on today's episode, we're going to be talking to Shelby Olson. She is the marketing director of an amazing tool called KickBooster. Um, if you're not familiar with KickBooster, I strongly recommend going over to the website right now. Check it out. Do some Googling. It is a really powerful tool for crowdfunding. It allows you to do affiliated marketing uh, inside of your crowdfunding, your Indiegogo, or even your Shopify account. So in this interview, we are going to chat about how to use the tool. Now, I will say this, you know, whenever I have interviews with, um, with companies, you know, and they send me the marketing director, I find that the conversation is a little bit more challenging because I know that there's a little bit more of a script in their mind. So if you're a regular listener, you're probably not going to feel that sort of like looseness. And that's okay because the information, uh, if you unpack it is really, really powerful. So um, so make sure you guys tune in. Like I said, that interview is coming up here in just a moment. But before that, I am going to take some time as, a, you know, if you guys are regular listeners, you know, I love to use, you know, this first 10 minutes a little bit for myself. I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest. This is a little bit for me right now and I'm struggling. It's that simple. Yeah. Yeah. I am, uh, I'm struggling with all this, man. Uh, where, where, where should I begin? You know, so I'm going to take everybody on a little bit of a road here, you know, bear with me again, the interview that's coming up here is so awesome. If you want to just skip forward, skip forward. But if you want to kind of ride this train with me and just see if you guys are feeling the same way I'm feeling, um, you know, I'm, I'm in between pissed off, nervousness, anxiety, scared, all this sort of stuff. You know, I think, you know, in terms of the business side of it, we're probably going to have to close our office here in Farmington. I've already let go any of the contractors that are around us. Um, we are scaling way, 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 way down because we just don't know. We don't see what the end looks like here. I'm pissed off because this is my third venture where something sort of colossal happens that just derails momentum. Um, going back to the band days, again, if you want to go over to Spotify, listen to the Sugar People, you can go check that out. Um, you know, we were getting ready to release our third record and all of a sudden my singers quit. We spent three years on a record that I think is, well, I've heard, I know it's good. It's my own baby, but other people have said it's good. Um, you know, so we've had, you know, that was in like 2002 and that just derailed a ton of shit in my life flat out. From there, I moved into recording studios, got some VC money or venture capital for, for people who don't understand what that is. You know, that means I had some investors. We were absolutely trucking. We had multiple locations. Um, it really felt like there was a ton of energy and momentum and boom, my investors stopped investing. 
have to fire everybody, close up studios, sell all kinds of gear, <clears throat> spent a year just literally not knowing what was next. Pivot to opening up Woodshed. And truly, we have been having, we've had growth beyond growth. I mean, we are doubled, tripling our numbers quarter after quarter, year after year. I mean, we've been doing really, really well. We've been growing. We had a solid team, office space. I mean, we're moving. And now, frankly, I feel like I'm back to like 2015, like the day we started. Like, okay, what are we going to do? What are we going to build? Um, and I'm tired of that, man. Like it's, it, it is, these are, these are gut punches that just deep breath in it right now, man. Just deep, deep breath in it. And then on the other side of that, just on a personal level, um, man, I'm getting triggered every time I go on social media and I have, my whole job is on social media and I'm struggling right now with do I stop? Do I just, I got to unplug from this shit because it is, it's triggering all the emotions about losing my dad. And, um, you know, I'm, 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 uh, I'm still in that world. I haven't even digested that whole thing yet. Um, I, I keep, I touch, you know, so after my dad passed away, um, yeah, I, I, I touched his hand and I can't get that like coldness out of my mind. Um, I've never felt anything like that. Never touched a dead body. It's not my thing. You know, not in that space. I've never had an op- you know, don't have a lot of opportunity for that, I guess. I don't know. It's just never been, but I can't, I can't shake that. And every time I'm seeing these photos of what's going on in our hospitals right now, um, and then having to hear a fucking buffoon flat out a fucking buffoon talk about, uh, this stuff, um, it's just triggering me every time I see a photo of these makeshift morgues and just thinking about what is like still in my head. I'm just, I'm getting triggered every, every time I'm on social media, every time I log in, I'm like, Oh man. And it's just triggering. I'm having, you know, I'm up two or three times a night right now with just thoughts. Um, I'll have little like memories of stuff. It's just, it's just been, it's, uh, it's, the shoulders feel very heavy right now in a nutshell. Very, very, very heavy. So on top of, you know, not being able to mix, which I find is, which truthfully, actually I'll give a little positive. I am mixing to today and tomorrow uh, for 242, which is great. Um, I, I didn't realize that that is still a release. That is nice to go and just kind of decompress, mix, use my ears, listen to music. Even, even if it is in the worship space, it still is nice. Um, but everything else, man, it sucks right now. It flat out fucking sucks. Um, I feel, you know, I've had an eye-opening experience of what my, my kids' behaviors are like. Uh, my son, you know, I'm sure is processing all this stuff in his way. He's probably still processing. He lost his grandpa. He's nine. His birthday was basically canceled a couple weeks ago. Um he's acting out he it's you know we yeah so it's just a yeah it's a lot right now and uh yesterday it, it yesterday hit me yesterday was a challenging day um you know on another personal level i mean you know my wife and i we work together in this business we live together. Obviously, we have had our ups and downs. My wife has gone through a ton of stuff um, mentally, physically. 
hard upbringing, you know, so you, she has stuff that she's processing through. Um, we were in counseling for three and a half, some odd years, maybe even four, I don't even know, long time. We feel like we've resorted all the way back to old tendencies because of all this. Yeah, it's, um, I know I keep taking these pauses because it's just, it's overwhelming right now, but, um, but you know, I, yeah, I, I keep thinking about some of the positives, right? Like I get to do this podcast. I get to talk. I, we have listeners, which is awesome. Um, you know, my kids tend to seem to be relatively happy about stuff. Like they're not, you know, they're not, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of dread or that sort of stuff. They're kind of just in their space. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just, yeah. I don't have actually much things to actually pull from. And usually I'm the guy that can pull, I can pull good stuff out of it. I mean, I am, you know, we're obviously refocusing the business a ton, but you know, the space has been nice to go to, to get out of our house. Um, you know, the growth we were having was, was great because it felt like we were actually putting together something for real. That seems like that's kind of gone right now. So it's, um, so I know that if you're a listener, I might've brought everybody down. I apologize for that. Obviously I gave you a pre-warning. So hope, you know, if, if you want to just skip ahead, I wouldn't be mad because I don't know if I'd want to hear some of the stuff. But for me, I'm hope I'm 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 imagining that a lot of you might out there might be relating um, to to maybe what I'm going through. Maybe not the same stories, maybe not the same um, same ordeal, same same mental space. But maybe, I'm sure you guys are going through stuff. Um, and and I think to some degree, I almost want to just be like it's it. I I'm trying to come to my own grasp of like it's okay. It's okay to be in these emotions and not. Um, you know, put up the armored shield and just fight through it, right? It's more about um, uh, about being honest about what's actually happening around here, and that's that's kind of what it feels like. Uh, just being uh, being honest, acknowledging that yesterday for me personally blew. Um, trying to work my way out of it, trying not to allow that energy to consume me, and find the little wins, right? Again, little wins, I keep thinking about too. It's like, well, at least my dad died before all this shit hit the fan. So we were able to have a funeral. We were able to have some closure. Um, all that's really been impacted is the, our own personal grieving. But like, man, if he would have passed away in these last couple of days or weeks and there'd be no funeral, I, 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 have, I, have, I couldn't even fathom that. So that's a win, right? A little win. Um, you know, I did get a turntable and I set up some speakers and I got to listen to some vinyl in the space. Now, granted, that's probably going to go away soon, but for right now, it's been nice to listen to just some good music uh, on a turntable. Um, but yeah, that's about it. So again, sorry if I'm a Debbie Downer today, you know, can't always be positive, even though a lot of my life is positive. Just, it's just, it's been a tough one uh, recently. And uh, I'm not into these changes. And I think, uh, especially if you're a control freak or you're not even a control freak, but you just like to be in control of situations or your, your destiny to, to know that, man, I, nobody's driving this train right now. Nobody is driving the train. Um, and that makes it extra scary. So, all right, all right, all right. All right, I'm going to pull myself out. Let's, let's pivot over to why you guys are listening because you want to talk about crowdfunding, startups, business, digital marketing, all that sort of stuff, entrepreneurship. Um, so yeah, like I said, on today's episode, we're talking to Shelby Olson. She's the marketing director of Kickbooster. 
Um, and Kick Booster is a tool that we use inside of our agency. It's a tool that we see results. Um, it works really, really well. I strongly recommend if you're going to do a campaign, go to them months before, sign up, get your accounts created, get your landing pages built, get your referral system built, use it for, inf um, for influencers, use it for press, a lot of opportunities to use it. So, um, and like I said too, uh, I know in this conversation, whenever I'm talking to like, you know, uh, a marketing director or something like that, it's a little bit of a different conversation. Um, it's not as sort of free flowy. It's, you know, it, it's still great. It's all great. I'm not, I'm not dissing it at all. I'm just kind of giving you guys a little bit of a pre-warning here uh, before we get into it. But um, for everybody else, uh, if you are a, a fan, make sure you guys leave a review. Uh, make sure you're a subscriber. Go to iTunes, Spotify, wherever you're getting your podcast. Click the subscribe button. Um, if you want other information, go to our blog section. Go to woodshed.agency uh, forward slash blog. You can get a ton of info there. I'm always popping out content there. Uh, if you were getting ready to launch a campaign and just want to chat, go to woodshed.agency backslash consultation. Pick a time in my calendar, 20 minutes, we'll chat. I'll give you some advice on things I've seen, things I um, have seen work, not work, all that sort of stuff. And that way you have a crystal clear picture of, of what's going to be uh, coming down the pipeline for you. So um, also going to have an announcement here pretty soon. In the next couple of weeks, we are working on a growth hacking store um, with all kinds of uh, tips and tutorials and how we run what we do here, how we run these campaigns, uh, things we do for like press outreach, product hunt, Pinterest tax, all kinds of stuff. So that growth hack store is going to be open very, very shortly. I'm working, finishing up the last bits of it um, as we speak. So lots of stuff coming. Um, but yeah, hope you guys are all right. If you're not, leave a comment. Let's chat. You know, we're all in this together, right? Um, but let's go ahead and kick into my conversation with Shelby Olson from the tool Kick Booster. All right, Shelby, the red light's on. So this is where most people feel all the pressure. I'm sure you can feel it, right? It's just so intense now all of a sudden. That, that red light blinking at you, just it's in that top left corner. Awesome. Well, um, why don't we do a, qu uh, a quick sound check? Why don't you tell my listeners what you had for breakfast this morning? Sure. I actually haven't had breakfast yet, but right after a uh, call, I plan on fixing myself a sandwich. <laughs> okay. All right. Are you a, uh, do you skip a lot of breakfasts? I know some people fast and stuff or you just, just, that's just today. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying that uh, intermittent fasting for a while. So no eating after 8 PM and then before 12. Yeah. I just downloaded an app, an app that's supposed to help me. Okay. All right. Wonderful. Wonderful. Awesome. Well, I think we're sounding good. Why don't we, uh, why don't we jump into it? So why don't you start with kind of introducing yourself to my listeners and telling them who you work for? Sure. So I'm Shelby. I am the marketing strategist at KickBooster. And KickBooster um, is a suite of crowdfunding tools that help creators raise more money and manage less. Awesome. And as somebody who is an agency, I am a, I think I would be considered a power kick booster user. I think we use it for almost every campaign, uh, when the, when our clients want us to, and you know, get it. Um, so like how did kick booster sort of like exist? Like when did it exist? I don't even really know like the background story for myself either. So I'm kind of curious as to like, when did it kind of come on the market? Like what, what's the background story? Sure. So I've personally only been with KickBooster for a little over a year now. So I wasn't here when, when we first got started. Um, but KickBooster came to life around late 2015, early 2016, and was originally made for uh, a way for backers to 
earn money for referring their friends and networks to also back campaigns. Uh, we saw an opportunity where people who back campaigns are already really excited about the project. They're really enthusiastic. So they're naturally telling people about it. And Kick Booster was a way for them to get a commission kickback for doing the things that they're already doing. Yeah, yeah, it's really great. And one of the things too that like, I mean, for, even for myself that we love is it's really easy to sort of integrate, right? It's not like some gigantic tech hurdle. So one of the reasons why we always kind of talk about like, hey, you should try this if you're not. Um, what what was behind the scenes that wanted, that had to happen to make sure that it was easy to use and maybe kind of walk people as to like how it sort of gets set up if, you know, if they've never done it before. Sure. So. Everything that we do is definitely user focused. We've we have a really great design and uh, development team that takes into account just every aspect of the setup. So um, if you're getting set up with a Kickstarter Indiegogo campaign, you just go to our website, input your your campaign URL, um, even if it's in that preview stage still, and super easy to set up. So you go through our setup flow. Um, we'll prompt you, ask for information. You can select a commission rate that you're planning to offer your affiliates. Um, most people tend to pick around 10, 15%, just to be a bit more competitive, but still considering their, their own margins. Uh, you design your own custom affiliate signup page. So uh, we have a bunch of templates that you can choose from, making it nice and easy, no coding or design required can upload your logo, uh, input whatever text you want. And that's basically it. After that, you save it, you have this personal landing page to send people to, to sign up to help you promote your campaign. And we essentially handle the rest from there. So it is up to the project creator to invite people uh, to participate in the referral program. But we handle the the pledge validation, the commission payouts, uh, generating those custom links and take take a lot of the management off the plate. Well, one of the things that, you know, that I think, you know, I'm, I'm literally telling you conversations that we've had internally with, with clients as we're, we're kind of recommending to use it. It's the, how do you validate uh, the pledge or that the, you know, that, that this actually happened. Can you kind of walk um, somebody through like how you guys know that somebody, you know, uh, got a pledge from their link? Like, how does that look behind the scenes so that people can feel confident to, to use Kick Booster? Sure. So I'm not the one that handles this, so I might butcher a bit of the, uh, the technical side of it. But we do use Google Analytics with the campaign. So we have um, the tracking enabled on either the Kickstarter Indiegogo page. Um, and Kick Booster needs permission as a collaborator to be able to see that information. So when someone clicks a track or one of the kick booster tracking links goes in pledges, we can actually check in the background that that person in fact came from that first link, made the pledge and it went through successfully. Um, and we also have a period where we wait for pledge validation because sometimes like credit cards can fail, uh, fraudulent payments can be made. You never know. And we want to make sure, that project creators are only paying out their money on pledges that they actually successfully got. So we go through everything in the background, check all the boxes to make sure 
like you're not paying for pledges that you'll never see. Right, right, right. The old, uh, the old fake pledge or the old, uh, uh, the credit card that got declined and you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> you know, this, this, this didn't work. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. It definitely happens. And oh yes. A lot of campaigns, I know, um, when they end, especially they, they only have so many days where they can try to recoup some of those pledges that didn't actually go through. Oh yeah, that is uh, that is like the last stressful moment of when we're working with a client where we're like, listen, we don't control everything, man. We got, they, they, they clearly put a credit card in, but past that, you know, what, what, what can I do? Uh, that's great. So um, so where is like Kick Booster, like where are you guys located? Um, is, are you guys a remote team? Like what's, what's how do you guys work? We are based in Winnipeg, which is, dead center of the continent, uh, so in Canada. Um, we, we typically are in the office, but with everything going on in the world right now, we have moved to remote work, which fortunately being a tech company, we can do that, so that's been helpful. Um, but yeah, typically we work all together in, in an office. In the old Winnipeg, I actually have, I, I had a buddy who, there's a really popular recording studio up there that, uh, up in the old Winnipeg area there, so. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, I thought about going up there. We were, we were. Uh, I used to own recording studios, and we were gonna potentially have a partnership with that studio up there. Um, but uh, you know, I was like, I don't know what. Else. There's not much. I don't think there's a lot in Winnipeg. I mean, I've never. I have never been there. But is there a lot of stuff going on there? Is it a big tech center? What what what's going on there in the, in that land? We're up and coming for sure. Uh, we're we're close to a million people now, so we're not that small of a city, but. Uh, I'm, I'm impressed that you actually have heard of us because often when I talk to people, especially from uh, the United States, they're not too familiar with Winnipeg. They only really know like Toronto or Vancouver. Um, but yeah, we actually have a, a bustling entrepreneurship and tech scene uh, coming out. A lot of big companies coming from Winnipeg. Um, one that you might be familiar with is Skip the Dishes. I don't know if you have it where you're from. That was actually founded in Winnipeg and now international um well so we also have the winnipeg jets so if you're a hockey fan you'll know about that <laughs> yeah we've got the detroit and, red wings i'm in detroit so uh yes yes oh, perfect <laughs> um and yeah so check out the exchange district that's the recording studio there it's uh it's really well known oh, okay. it's, it's cool it's very cool yeah yeah it's very nice now how did you like personally get into like crowdfunding and working at kick booster it seems like you know this is a niche world so i'm always uh, interested to hear people's stories as to how they uh how they wind up in it yeah. Well, I've, I've always worked in marketing. So I've worked for a variety of marketing agencies uh, in the city and uh, a manufacturing company also doing marketing. Um, but I've always been very involved in the entrepreneurship and tech scene here. So I've, I've worked with other small businesses that have um, either just launched a new company or um, have participated in like crowdfunding in some variety, not necessarily Kickstarter Indiegogo. Um, but coming to, to kick booster, I was just super interesting to me and, uh, really cool, fast paced, high performing team. Um, very interested in working with that. And I love working with, uh, project creators too. I, I just can resonate a lot with them and really appreciate and respect the work that they do. Yeah. That's cool. How, um, you know, what would be somebody's sort of like expectation of like setting up like a perfect campaign with kick booster in, in, in your guys's opinion is it you know really the the percentage amount is it driving a bunch of of signups to it is it using it for press H how do you 
if you were to sort of guide somebody to say like, these are the best practices, you want to make sure you're doing X, Y, and Z, how would you tell that to somebody? For sure. So there's, yeah, there's definitely people who make the most out of kick booster and are very, very successful with it. And then there's others who assume that we're, we're more of a marketing agency and we actually bring the affiliates to you. So the most successful campaigns that we see come through us are the ones that get started early. They months before their campaign even launched, they have the referral program, if not set up, at least they have a plan to, and they're starting to reach out to influencers, uh, press, media partners, um, vloggers, bloggers, whoever has a bit of a network or a following that's related to their project and getting them onboarded to let them know that when their project does go live, when their referral program goes live, they'll be able to earn money because a lot of content creators are looking for ways to monetize their content. So being able to not just come to them saying, hey, I have this cool new project coming up, can you write about it? And actually being able to offer them some money for that, it's, it's a lot more enticing and a good way to get your foot in the door with press. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think one of the things too, and, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I, I believe like if, if you get people to sign up for the, the um, pre-launch, it automatically will flip over, correct? Isn't that, I'm pretty sure. Uh, so our pre-launch pages are, it's a separate tool and that's used for people uh, to build their email list leading up. So it's, it's definitely a great complement to the referral program, um, but that it's, it's separate from the referral program campaign. So yeah. if somebody sets up, you know, let's just say that I, I don't know, I get a hundred, we'll just use some loose numbers. I get a hundred people on my pre-launch. Will they, I'll then be able to notify them of, Hey, the referral thing has launched. You signed up to, you know, be an insider or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just a way to, uh, to build your email list. So you can export all those contacts and whether you use MailChimp or whatever it is to, to send that out, you can notify them. That's cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what, um, and I also noticed too, and this has kind of been something for us that we actually as an agency haven't tried yet, but how did uh, the Shopify integration start to happen? When did that come on the scene here? Cause I, I feel like that's fairly recent. Um, you know, and, and, and does it work very similar if, if I have a Shopify store? Yeah, it's, it's quite similar. So that we launched, I want to say just over a year ago. And um, the reason behind that was that we were having our creators tell us like they, they loved using the tool on Kickstarter and Indiegogo and they wanted a way to keep the momentum going once their campaign actually ended. Uh, so we, we reworked the tool a bit and yeah, offer it as a Shopify app now. Um, and it works essentially the same. You actually have a few more features with the Shopify app. So um, on Kickstarter and Indiegogo, you can only offer cash commissions, so a percentage of the pledge. But on Shopify, you can also offer store credit instead of doing the cash commission. So um, a company might not wanna just pay straight cash to someone who's helping them promote it. This way, they can actually get people to continue spending money on the store and reward them that way. So it keeps them kind of within their own ecosystem. Um, we also have different ways that you can get the affiliates to join your referral program through Shopify. So um, inviting customers to join after they've checked out, uh, you can enable a post-purchase pop-up that right away gets them to, to join it. Um, you can offer coupon codes so that it's like give $10 to a friend, get $10 if they actually make the purchase. Um, I think that's about it. But 
that's something that uh, we're working on ramping or yeah, ramping up a little bit more and and adding to it. That's cool. And does that integrate? Um, is that something that like there's a like an app or something in Shopify that you just turn it on and then it integrates? You know. Exactly. Yeah. You just go to the Shopify app marketplace, search Kick Booster, and it's just quick, easy install. Oh, very, very cool. Well, I may have to try that for a couple of clients here. Uh, I got to be honest here. I'm thinking that might be something to to, to try out. So, what what kind of is the uh, is Kick Kick Booster's ultimate goals? Like, like where do you guys see maybe the tool or in the next year, maybe even five years? Like, like. What, what's kind of behind the scenes as to how you guys feel like this tool will continue to be a, a solid third-party platform for, for entrepreneurs? Sure. So our referral tool, uh, while it seems like Kickbooster like, is just a referral marketing app, um, that's just w one part of our offering. So in the next few years, what we're really looking to do is expand out from that and start building things that help creators along their entire campaign journey. So um, anything really related to helping them raise more money, communicate with their backers. Um, we're, yeah, we're looking to be kind of that, I don't want to say full service, but um, full suite of crowdfunding tools that creators can use themselves. So they don't necessarily have to get someone else to do it for them. They're easy to use. An agency can implement it for them. Or if they don't have the budget for it, it's simple enough for them to just work on themselves. But with the referral tool, we do have plans to to work on that too. I don't have any specific things I could share with you yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. We don't we don't need any inside scoop yet, but you know, just kind of a, in general just like like a company like Kickbooster like just what does vision look like, you know, and, and and is there you know scale or is it really just continuing to be a great asset for entrepreneurs i mean it really is if you're getting ready to do a crowdfunding campaign it is something that i, I again we, we, rec we tell everybody it, it does work because you know one of the things we see too a lot in our scenarios is there's a million uh oh yeah this will get you backers right like the this will get you backers that is filled with it and it's you got to kind of weave through that stuff which is why we, we do this podcast and we try to talk to people who are like no 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 i use this we see actual things happen not i hire somebody they send out an email list to you know, or whatever it might be, just, you know, all the, all the little fiber things, the little, you know, things that we see all the time. So, uh, so that's why I, you know, I, I think this is one of those tools that really does actually work, um, and does what it says it, it, it's going to do. Um, so I'm always intrigued as to like, where do you guys sort of see vision? And even right now, maybe like where we are in the state of the world, because even for us, like, you know, crowdfunding has kind of hit a pause button, right? Like, you know, I don't know why we would, I don't know if we're going to be launching a lot of campaigns for the next uh, month or so. Who knows? I don't know. Um, but yeah, but where do you guys, like maybe what is your guys' sort of energy vibe feeling around crowdfunding, you know, for where you guys sit right now? Yeah, we're, our whole team is very passionate about it. We get super excited um, just helping our campaigns be successful. Like we we're we're a pretty small team so behind the scenes like we're constantly sharing stuff with each other like oh look at this awesome campaign that just launched and when they're using us too we're we're reaching out to them making sure that they're making the most of the tool um and yeah it's just very satisfying to help creators raise more and bring their ideas to life so for our, our long-term vision is really just to keep moving towards that and do whatever we can in 
any capacity for the creators to maximize their campaign, to bring the right people to it that can also benefit from it. And yeah, just get these innovative ideas going. Yeah, yeah. And are you guys seeing anything like what is the internal impact that you guys are seeing from the coronavirus stuff going on and crowdfunding in general? Like, like, like what's, what's it feel like in your guys' world? We actually haven't seen a dip in anything yet. Um, we've been monitoring like signups, how much money is being raised to our tool, and it's actually been fairly consistent. So nothing yet, but um, I have been keeping an eye on just how other platforms are reacting, what, what Kickstarter is saying. Um, and I do expect it to probably take a bit of a dip next month. Um, just there's so much uncertainty right now. And I know a lot of people, well, obviously you're referring on, are relying on manufacturing to get this done. And that's kind of at a standstill right now. So, um, talking to some creators, I know people are putting their campaigns on hold just in the meantime, or at least communicating with their backers that they're not entirely sure when they'll be able to fulfill it. Um, yeah, it's a <laughs> crazy time for everyone, for sure. Yeah, you know, I, we, we wonder, some of our internal conversations have been around, um, you know, because crowdfunding really is those insiders, like they're, they truly just believe in it, that, that maybe there won't be this huge deterrent. You know what I mean? Like there won't, they, like, because... People still like I believe I believe in that board game. I believe in the the you know the widget. I've been following you for a year and a half. I bought your other products, you know. So maybe there isn't. I, I don't and I don't know either. This is just kind of our internal things. Some of the stuff and data we're looking at and going, you know, it it may be just that there's not a lot of campaigns launching because a lot of people are just like, well, if I haven't launched, I might as well just wait. But if you're like, you know, you've been spending a year in pre-launch. And you really feel like you bought, you've got these insiders. Maybe it won't be that deterrent. I, I don't know. I don't know. That's some of the stuff we're thinking too. So. Maybe it's just the types of campaigns too. Like I assume we'll probably see a decrease in like travel related campaigns given no one can really leave their house right now. Um, but maybe an uptick in like the gaming category because people are stuck at home. They need something to do um, in health too. I've actually seen a few coronavirus related campaigns popping up. So um, maybe it won't be just a decrease overall, but a shift to the categories that the campaigns are in and, and the problems that they're trying to solve are going to be different. Right. Do you guys see a, um, a category that works best, a board game or design tech? Is there something that you guys kind of see over and over with Kickbooster that like it really does work best here and not, I don't know, an arts project or something like that? Not, not in particular. Like we have campaigns from every single category using us. Um, I'd say I've noticed personally, we have a lot of tech categories or everyday carry. Um, not saying that they're necessarily the most successful, but we do tend to get more of those. Um, but projects from every category have found success using us too. So it's, it's a pretty versatile tool and every type of campaign category has its own fans to help promote. So yeah. How about the differences maybe between you know, you guys are probably seeing it on a, on a different angle than what I see. Like, how about the differences between a Kickstarter and Indiegogo from how you guys see it? You know, because again, one of the biggest questions I get is which platform should we be on? If somebody were to ask you guys that, how do you guys advise or I, I know you guys don't really advise, but like, what would you say? Like, hey, this is, you know, we, we really like, you know, this type of project might do better on Indiegogo or Kickstarter. You know, how do you guys sort of think about that? That one's interesting, too, because we haven't noticed that significant of a split. 
Um, definitely the top performing campaigns that we've seen through us have been on Kickstarter. And I don't know if that's necessarily a result of Kickstarter or just the fact that they happen to be on there. Um, but we also really see a lot of people who start on Kickstarter and then move to Indiegogo for in-demand and continue using the referral program for their in-demand campaign. So for the initial launch, yeah, no, no significant uh, changes or differences that we see between the two, but um, we've actually had some campaigns that end up raising more through Kickbooster through their in-demand campaign than they did during their actual campaign. And that's likely to do just with more people to invite, more time to build up the hype of it. Um, they have all of their backers from their initial campaign that they can now get to help promote. So, do you find that do you find that there does need to be a little bit of time for for let's just say an influencer to you know get signed up, create something you know like like to really do it right? It does seem like there might need to be, be a little bit of time that it's not an uh, you know impromptu thing of like oh I signed up on Tuesday by Wednesday I'm making money like it, you know you know is it something like that or, or do you feel like it does take a little bit of time? I think it takes a bit of time, but it also depends on the type of influencer. So um, campaigns that really do kick booster right I'd say are ones that have already sent a sample if they have a physical product to an influencer weeks before their their campaign was planning to launch. Um, they've had the most successful ones we actually see are like YouTube bloggers. Um, they've had a chance to make their own kind of like product review of the video and they time it with the campaign launch to release it. And in that case, we do, we do see people starting to generate commissions basically instantly. So it really depends on the planning and execution that goes into, uh, right leading up to it. That's cool. So a couple more questions here, but when you know, if, a, if somebody is thinking about, I'm going to do a crowdfunding campaign in 2020, when is the best time for them to at least start, like get the kick booster account and start getting stuff set up? Like when should they be thinking about, you know, using your, your tool at this point? So yeah, at least a few weeks to months before it, um, whenever you would start normally writing like your press releases or building your email list, that's when you should be considering how you're going to roll out your referral tool. Um, we have campaigns that offer different commission rates to different types of their affiliates. So to uh, news outlets or, or the press, they might choose to offer 20% commission, let's say, just to give that extra incentive to get it going. And those kind of communications and relationships should start being built like, at least four weeks ahead of the campaign, say, just to give everyone enough time to produce the content that they're going to use to help promote the campaign. Um, whereas your more general referral program that maybe you're inviting your backers to, that's something that could probably wait until a bit closer. You might want to start advertising it, like having a link right on your campaign page saying like, hey, we're working with Kickbooster to offer you a commission. So here's where you can sign up and, and get going. Um, so yeah, it depends on the type of affiliate that you're looking to onboard. The, the ones that are going to make you the most money, you should start talking to weeks or months before. Yes, definitely, definitely, definitely. Well, where can people learn more information, find out, obviously, I'm, I'll put the Kick Booster link up, but, but what should they be doing if they're just kind of investigating, kind of how's the best way to sort of start learning about what, your, uh, what Kick Booster is? 
Sure, yeah, just the Kick Booster website's a good place to start. Uh, we're actually currently working on uh, reworking that. So in the next couple months, um, probably about summertime, actually, you'll see a new website go up and a bunch of great resources on there. Um, our blog is also a good spot to look. We try to produce content fairly regularly to give some pointers and um, anyone can always reach out to us too. We have uh, live live chat support available through the website that you can jump on and chat with us at any time or uh, request to have a call with us too. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Shelby, I appreciate you taking time out of your day. This was a great, great conversation. And again, it's a powerful tool. I recommend anybody thinking about doing crowdfunding, take a strong look at it, reach out, get familiar, get it all set up. It does take a little, you know, it does take a little bit, you know, you got to get that Google analytics all set up correctly. But uh, once that's done, it, it really does work really well. And we've had great success with it over here. So uh, I encourage everybody, but Shelby, thank you so much again for taking time out of your day. Oh, thank you. It was so great to chat with you and see you face to face. <laughs> yes. Yes. It is nice. Yes. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you. Talk to you later. All right. How about that conversation with Shelby? Again, great conversation, great tool. Um, Shelby, I appreciate you taking time out of your day to, to chat with us, talk tell everybody about how Kick Booster works and how people can use it. Um, and a little bit of background as to uh, how the, you know, why it exists, why this awesome app uh, is out in the world. So um, for everybody else, thank you again for being a subscriber. We do this for you. We want you guys to have the most up-to-date information around crowdfunding, startups, digital marketing, entrepreneurship, all of those uh, fields. Um, if you're not a subscriber, I need you to do that right now. Uh, subscribe, leave us a review, all that stuff helps us out immensely. Um, and again, like I said before um, we got in the interview, make sure you go and read, read the blog, sign up for our newsletter, uh, par just participate in our ecosystem. And I'm, I'm going to be sending you guys out lots and lots of stuff uh, because I want you guys well informed before you uh, dive into crowdfunding or product launches or any of that sort of stuff. So um, with that said, why don't we listen to some sugar people and... Um, Stay safe, everybody, and I will talk to you all next week.